You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Paul Vasilakis, Salvatore Cusavano, Brad Weisgerber. We are inside real estate. Welcome to the show. Thank you for spending the next 40, 45 minutes with us. We appreciate it. Today, we have a very special guest. He's been on the show before, Mr. Ross Rossin the third. Thanks for the introduction, man. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to remember that. It yeah. usually sticks, the third. Well, you put your fingers in people's faces. Yeah. When you did. yeah. 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 Are, are the other two as, as good looking and cool as you are? My grandfather, for sure. Yeah, he was the man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Not awesome. your dad. You know, <laughs> don't want to give him too much credit. There you go. There you go. Uh, great show today for you today. We're going to talk to Ross about some of the stuff that he's doing that's, that's created some success for him that I think people, you know, can assimilate to. I do want to talk about potentially is FHA the new subprime because there's some things going on with that. Uh, core logic numbers on foreclosures kind of give people a snapshot of what's happening with the, the actual real estate market and its health. And also, there's a, there was an interesting story in Realtor.com about how people are seeking out homes and builders are building more homes in the what they called it the ex-urban or like far, yeah it's like the, you know going out ex-urban to, yeah it's kind of like you where you live like really far away so you can like have a nice house because you don't yeah. Wanna, yeah so we're gonna talk about that but but bang for, for your buck it's called you like what bang for your buck you like banging for bucks. <laughs> Is that what we, we said? We said we weren't going to. We I mean, if you want to pay there. me, I yeah, I'm not, big, I'm not doing it. Um, we had an interesting week as a group. We had a, a big party on uh, last week. Yeah. A lot of people showed up. We were flying drones. We have drones now. Sal crashed yeah. drones. Sal, by the way, Sal, when I first met him, had bought drones. He was really into it, right? Mm-hmm. At UWM, and he was like, he bought one. I think he lost. But they're it. a complete shite. They're 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 not they the same. Just not good. Wow. So we bought these drones now at, at the office. We bought a couple of drones. I don't. Brad found them. So Sal this now, and it's like blowing my mind. It's like, yeah. it's, Sal is, how good they are now. Sal I was like, Sal, I got a drone. He's like, can I fly it? I was like, yeah. He starts zipping around like he's <laughs> done this for years and years and years. And I was like, holy shit, bro! I haven't even like, dude. He couldn't believe how like easy it was to fly, and like he's just. Fizz, fizz, fizz. And now he's like, Paul, bro, we got to get the Mavic. We got to upgrade. When Sal gets into something, he gets really like, you know. Yeah, we're going to get one. Yeah, we are. So, uh, Ross, obviously, thank you for doing the show. You've been on it before. I'm surprised you're coming back. So we appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Um, It's always good when someone comes back. It's rare. Um, (laughs) After the first time, they're like, never again. Um, so, uh, but since you've been on the show that you have had some changes, uh, so let's talk about that. Cause obviously, for the people that are listening, you want to learn about his story up until now, go back to the old show. We'll mm-hmm. break all that down yeah. and you can get his story. But I want to talk about what you've done since that show in terms of like, you know, you made some moves. Yeah. 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 I made some moves. So, yeah. uh, I was with Remax. Yeah. Uh, and then I decided uh, that I needed a change of pace. Yeah. I kind of felt like. The best analogy, you know, um, was, you know, there's a lot, a lot of these brokerages and it's like the block bucks, a blockbuster Netflix, yeah. right? Without stepping on any toes, you know, there's just certain things that are changing in the industry and we got to keep up with it. evolution. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, being a young agent, I was like, well, I don't want to be a part of blockbuster anymore. 
kind of mm. it worked for a while yeah it, it did work put yeah. the writings on the wall yeah exactly so uh you know i decided to take the netflix approach and go with a, a company i love to death it's called dobie mm-hmm. uh, we're in yeah. birmingham simon thomas they've been on the show they do a really good job yep. i think i think we were big proponents of them obviously when when you were talking about it for sure yeah I think, uh, yeah <laughs> you that, thought we had ulterior i know i know yeah. yeah you guys actually recommended you're like hey i know you switched but you got to go check this place out yeah um, best yeah. move i made though in my career for sure really yeah yeah all right um, that's good why you know I think the the hardest thing as an agent is being able to just keep your eyes set on selling, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you're really your own, you know, CEO. You got to market yourself, do the back end work, mm-hmm. you know, find new business. You got a lot of things. You, you got a do. lot of things you got to do, you know? So being able to, um, you know, just focus on your clients is huge. So Adobe basically gives you a lot of support as far as marketing. I mean, I know they've got like two or three media, uh, uh, yeah, um, marketers, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty big when I can just go and say, hey, I mean, it sounds like I'm running on my ad right now, but it's just yeah, true. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I so get to it. be able to be like, hey, man, I'm selling this house. I want to market these people. I need you to make an ad. You know, they just done. It's done. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot easy. of value for that. And not only that though, but it sticks. Like everyone that knows me in real estate's like, dude, I saw that ad or I saw that, you know, thing you posted. Like, what's that about? Mm-hmm. So it sticks. But it doesn't matter how good your support is. And I've said this before. You, you have to take advantage of it because there's, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, unfortunately, even in your office, there's probably people that just don't take advantage of it. But yeah, a thousand right. Percent. And there's, there's people that aren't utilizing their tools around them the proper way. And you can't. I mean, <clears> even <throat> with us, right? We have, we have people like, it's like, dude, you got to use the tools well, that think, we're giving you. Yeah. I mean, you can see it inside the offices, even the same office with, you know, what it has to offer to people in it. Like the people who don't utilize everything around them usually don't do very well, you know, mm-hmm. or they struggle. They, yeah, they, you know, one can only do so much on their own. And it's good to have people who are experts at, at the other part, right? Like mm-hmm. loan processing or mm-hmm. closing or whatever. It's like, hey, it's now your job to do this, right? And you're getting paid to do so. Let me focus on bringing more loans in so we can keep paying. The, the analogy rest. that I use is it's like being a race car driver. It doesn't matter uh, how good or bad the car is. If you can't drive it, I mean, I could give someone a Ferrari. And if they don't know how to drive yeah. that thing or utilize it correctly, they're not going to do well. And actually, if you are a great driver, but you're driving an Oldsmobile, you're not going to be – got to kind of marry the two, right? Mm-hmm. That's, For that's sure. I look at it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I don't think I would have been able to just jump into Adobe – you know, new agent. Like it's one of those things that I had to just get the into. progression got you there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you working on now, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm doing a few things right now. Uh, building an app. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been like my greatest challenge, but it's more of like the nine to 2 a.m. thing, you know? That's so, like, that's like the hobby almost. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, cause what happens is when people, when they start building the stuff and they mm-hmm. start doing the ancillary stuff, like uh, they get consumed by it and they forget. They're actually real estate agents first or yeah. loan officers first or whatever it is, right? And I have to be careful too because, you know, my business is growing really fast. You know, I'm only in my second year and I'm, you know, starting to be like, well, okay, I really need to keep my eyes on the road. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm, what I'm seeing now more than ever is I don't want my clients to be like, man, he's just focused on his app and not my right. house. Right. So I have to be really on the down low about it because people really don't know how much effort I put in behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, I'm not focusing on real estate. Uh, or the app during real estate hours. Can't I just don't? Yeah, out of respect of my clients, you know. Yeah. So how do you how do you balance that? Um, you know, just like just a lot of yeah, no yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. sleep. You know, <laughs> right. my wife is like, come to bed. I'm like, you know. But that's how entrepreneurs are. They people yeah. don't get, like so people just see the product sometimes of like businesses like mm-hmm. Bezos or whatever. Like man, he he he's got it made. Well, no, he made it. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> and I was thinking about this too. 
I, I don't, I enjoy this process. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoy it. In fact, like I was telling my partner, um, like, you know, when this thing takes off, we're going to miss this time. Cause like the, yeah. the small victories is like where it's at. Just like, yeah, you know what I mean? You guys know, like when you were yeah. building Omega, well, we like, still are. Man. Well, yeah, so many you, here. yeah, but you, I mean, you guys are doing fairly well, but like, don't you love the process of like, it's a love hate. Yeah, you know what I mean. You get yeah, kicked yeah. in the nuts, and then you got to get back up. Yeah. I love that. I love the the challenge of it. The wins. Yeah, but there's some some parts of it that are uh, arduous. Right. I mean, the biggest wins are like when you can kind of take the training wheels off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or jump out of the driver's seat and mm-hmm. watch someone else start to take yeah take off, sure. right? Like, that's the biggest thing when we see one of our LOs do have a good month. Our biggest thing, just so you know, Ross, is that we can either be the business or we can have a business. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what we live through. And it's like, if we wanted to be the business, we wouldn't be putting money and effort and we wanted to see people grow. Our, the most like like uh, satisfying thing now is seeing our people grow. Mm-hmm. That's more more important to me. I want to see them do well. Now, yeah. Right? So, yeah. And you guys definitely you know hold that to be true. I know I, that about you too. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, not to get too far into this app, there is there is a, 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 so we've talked about this app. It is something that could you know there, what you're trying to do is basically create an on demand uh, opportunity for people to see homes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, being an agent, being someone who's always on the go. And looking at the industry, I mean, a lot of agents are scared that Zillow is going to take over and, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to knock people out of jobs. I mean, whether it's like, you know, a fear that's real or not, it's it's something that people talk about. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You yeah, know, for like sure. In the it's, future. It's, it's, I mean, there's, there's a there's a bear chasing you and you got to figure out how to like either run away from it or fight it. Exactly. So without getting into too much detail, if you look at the stats, it says, you know, 48 percent of leads are unanswered. And, you know, so if I was a buyer That's a huge thing, and bro. someone didn't answer my lead, then, yeah, I'd be bitter at real estate agents. And then the fear of Zillow taking over could be more real mm-hmm. than, you know, we yeah. think it is. So basically um, the client, the quality of the client experience is diminishing because of the mass volume that they're doing. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so basically my partner and I kind of saw an area to help. Yeah. Um, and to enhance the experience for the buyer. And, uh, that's what we're doing. Awesome, man. Well, that, that, well, good luck. I, I want to get updated on that as you, as you get through. Yeah, it. for Isn't, sure. I'd love to. Isn't it crazy that someone puts out there that they want something and we basically <laughs> like bust our dicks every single day to get clients and do deals and help people out? And that someone will reach out and say, I want to be helped. And there's, what'd you say, 48? 48% people, yeah, they're crazy. Well, here's what happens, Sal. When there's a gluttony of leads coming in, let's say you're getting 100, the value of that human, the actual, it does, it it gets, well, I don't think there's a short, like a shortage of the, Supply either no, right? That's what there's I mean. a big demand, yeah, but right. there's not a shortage of supply. But somehow it's lost in translation. Right? Well, I think like what Paul's saying is like if you you know for instance you got a five hundred thousand dollar cash buyer ready mm-hmm. to go, yeah. and then you get a lead that comes in, you know, one hundred and fifty FHA. Your mindset in the in in you know in the beginning might be I'm, like, I'm going to call the five hundred thousand. You forget yeah, about the one fifty. Not, right? not to say that the hundred and fifty is and that lead's already been accounted for because there's you know large lead spends in most areas by big teams or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes people just get filtered out so yeah you know when you are on one of those big teams like the technology and whatnot that you have really needs to be on point point. the technology it's easy to scoop up leads and be like well 
You can have all the technology. Our CRM didn't put it in front of someone, though. Yeah, right? that's part of it. But at the, at the end of the day, if you have technology, no matter what, if <clears> I've worked in the lead world for a long time, and when you have a thousand leads or a hundred leads or two hundred leads, mm-hmm. you're going through and you're going to cherry pick and you pick the ones that you think convert. And you're already pre-qualifying these people before, and there's a big pool of people. They might have put 150 in, and they might have been 1.5 million. They didn't. They made it miss to zero. Yeah. Right? You yeah. just never know. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's hard to run on a full stomach, right? Yeah, dude. that's how people get. That's 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 the reality when you get fat and happy mm-hmm. you kind of start stop working on the fat uh, and sassy man it is hard to run you on are a full stomach yes, yeah. that's the analogy i use i remind myself like how do you run on a full stomach like, you yeah. know when you go eat like a massive meal and have you ever thought to yourself like man if i had to run oh from here gosh, to dude. there i would die <laughs> <laughs> just i would die you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true i've seen that so um so as far as your your real estate side of the business what are you doing? Because you are having some success. You mm-hmm. have been, you, yeah. you know, you've, you're creating a brand for yourself. You've done a really good job. I know the move helped, but ultimately it's who you are and what you're doing. What mm-hmm. are you doing in your opinion that's, that's helping you create some of the success? That's a great question. Appreciate for asking that. Um, to be honest with you, you know, the analogy like burn the boats. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I did. Um, so, you know, my first brokerage really kind of just taught me like, Hey, Go put your head down and just work. Um, but I think it also takes the individual. So for me, uh, there just is no exit strategy. So it's either I win at this or nothing else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the mentality. Consistency. Yeah. Um, is everything. I mean, you guys know that, you know, that's why I fell in love with you guys because what, no matter how much you guys do in re- revenue, you always pick up your phone. Always. Like, and if I, and if you don't get back to me within like, you know, first ring you call me back within like yeah. definitely within 10 15 minutes always or it's a text like this guy yeah like immediately he's on the phone he's like hey, hey man i'm on the phone you know yeah um so i think that's how you win is you know providing that experience which is crazy because it's not that it's super profound easy. yeah no it's not that hard just <laughs> to do right by the people. phone right yeah yeah it, it blows my mind well, you know it, we, could, we could pay my eight-year-old to just send text to people as, as it the does get right? <laughs> and you know what's funny though is it gets harder as you get busier to want to answer the phone yes mm-hmm. right like for sure you had a long day you talked to people for hours your phone's blown up you did this yelled at and then <sighs> you're sitting there on the couch just sat down watching a movie and it's like Ross Ross. I'm like, bro, I'm out with my girl. Is it is it urgent? Yeah, right. Yeah. We got that type of relationship now where you know if it's not Well, you got yeah. you got, but you but there's always a response. There's yeah. always there's a always a response. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Well, you can't let someone hanging. No. Right? Yeah, and no. like sometimes I I want to not not to you or, but just in general it's like, man, sure. I just want to go off the grid but just check out, yeah. You have to have like a a plan in place for yourself to be mm-hmm. like I'm still responsible. I'm still here. Yeah. Right? Um, what do you need? Can I call you back? Yeah, like that's a good question to ask someone. Yeah. Hey, is it okay if I call you back in an hour? Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. a response. But that that is. But that people is, are afraid yeah. too. Like fear. Uh, totally. There's a fear of like missing out and losing that opportunity and and whatnot. And you you run yourself ragged trying to be that like on demand person, right? right? Which is it's good. I mean, that's how we built our business. Basically, right. is always answering the phone, always. But um. When you really get busy, you have to disseminate what's mm-hmm. important now and what's like urgent. Yeah, like right? I'll give you an like, example. Or, or, I, I had an agent call me yesterday. It was at when we were meeting yesterday mm-hmm. at our at our coffee shop, not ours coffee shop, but the one downstairs. And I, dude, I Could totally forgot to call him back. I was like, "Hey man, I'll call you back." Dude, I woke up this morning in oh, yeah. absolute panic. Happens like, all the time. 
I gotta call him back. I called him back. Yeah. And he's like, dude, no worries. I'm like, dude, but that's that 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 to me. Yeah. See, me but up. that's why we are where we are today because yeah. the anxiety that like yeah. hits us, like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. One thing I've noticed too with the whole like taking time for yourself is like you guys know I'm avid on social. Yeah. I have to not sometimes post things in my life that are happening that day. Yeah. Because if I'm not answering your phone call. You see, I'm out on, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. on my, my boat yeah. with my in-laws. Yeah, okay. dude. It doesn't look good. It's like, hey, man, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, at, a clo- I'm at a closing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like you get... Right. We got we to give time for ourselves and sometimes, and our you know, yeah. if, if people can't understand that, I don't want to work with them. Yeah. Like, it, I forget what it was. It was like Christmas or something. They're like, I need this now. Like, like blow me up. And I know they're working with like three or four other lenders. And I'm like, you know what? I, this is my time. For once in a while, yeah. you have to. It's like, you have hey, to hold something. It's not that big true. of a deal. Okay. I had a, I had a really it's hard Christmas. time. I, like my, my family's going to Greece this summer, and I was going to let them go without me. And I was like having this really like hard thing. And I called Brad. And I'm like, Brad, what do you think? He's like, dude, go. And like I was like, I don't know. And then I called Sal, and Sal's like, that's that's fucking awesome, man. Go. And I'm like. All right. If you're not going to go, I'll go for you. I'll, you know I'll take your mean? place. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's that anxiety. I'll be dude. Paul for a couple of days. You know, anxiety. I think it's important too. Like you have to have a commitment from your clients to a degree, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent, you know, until they actually do business. But like, Hey, I'll do anything for you. But like, you got to mm-hmm. give me a break, man, sometimes. Or you, you got to like say like, yeah, you know, like we're, we're going to do this when the time comes. Yeah. Right. As opposed to like, well, I'm shopping around. I'm looking. I need these numbers now. Mm-hmm. I don't care then. <laughs> you know yeah get them from someone else for sure you know yeah. i'll get i'll get you in when i can but like we're yeah. either going to do this or we won't because i'm not going to put in a whole bunch of time and like well a lot drop of everything the, if you're not like and I, it, it's fair for them to ask that but at the same time have some like fairness with it because yeah. i always realize too when i get them the numbers in like 20 minutes they don't even hear from their other lender for like two or three days yeah and then yeah. it's like rates dropped and they're like sorry man they had a better deal or they went up and then it's like hey you know, I've had, situa- same, I've had but, situations yeah. where I've had relationships with, with, with an agent that we work really closely and like, we, you know, I was on it, on it, on it, on it, on it. And then, you know, I, you know, took a weekend, went away, whatever. All of a sudden it's like, they forget about you and they, they go work with someone. And it's like, dude. And then all of a sudden they call you back because they forget that most people don't operate like us, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like the lead thing, right? You get fat and happy. Oh, this yeah. is just how it is. And then well, that- it's important to build a team too, right? Yeah. Like if it, when you're just doing it on your own, it is tough, yeah. you know, you're, Get yeah, hurt everything. or something, you're in the hospital. It's like, boom, all your business is dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. there's no one else to help. And that's where I'm at right now, too. So, if anybody watching this <laughs> can help, you know, trying to grow my team right now. Yeah. So. You got to layer, you got to, you got to add, but it's got to be the right person. Yeah. You can't just put some people, what they'll do is they'll stick someone in there. It's cheap labor. Like, Pay them well. Make sure they're the, the right person because ultimately they're representing you and your business, right? For sure. What happens in our business a lot of times, like, oh, this guy's like ten bucks an hour. He he doesn't really know what he's doing, and he's not. And I'm just gonna put him there, and they end up just hurting your process and hurting everything else. So just be be aware of that for anybody that's looking to grow their team. Don't do it the wrong way. Do it the right way. Pay them because they they're worth it, right? So, um, all right, let's get into these topics a little bit. So I did want to talk about FHA being the new subprime. It's pretty wild the fha average credit score keeps going down quite a bit uh it's gone down to 660 as the average now pre-crash was 620 but it was as high as 710 at some point it's been steadily going down 660 if there is a subprime lender in the in the country right now uh which isn't really called subprime it is literally fha which is our government isn't that wild yeah wow I think you'll probably see the credit score come up a little bit with FHA Why? because because uh, they're doing be- more and more manual underwrites. They're loos- true. They loosened it up. 
Yes, but as conventional gets tighter and tighter and tighter, which it has been, it's been getting harder and harder to get an approval on conventional on deals that would have gone approved easily right. a few months ago. I well, feel like some of those buyers are going to go FHA and you're going to see it come up a little bit or it's going to stay even. I don't think it's going to drop unless conventional loosens back yeah, up. Yeah, conventional in the past but two years has been yeah, like... It's been loose, so it's been... And there's... Okay, you could put three and a half down, right. have 1.75% equity and pay PMI forever. Right? Yeah. Or you could do this home possible or home ready right. loan, right? With 3% yeah. down and even 1% like two years ago, which was wild, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Most people with those... You know, going in that situation are under those income yeah. limits anyways, and it's like, hey, and it's a better loan. So if it's you're easier. 640, 650, 660, you're going conventional all day long. Now it's really hard to, to do that. So, I mean, currently the only reason you should go FHA likely is, well, you can't get approved conventional, but like right. higher DTIs, right? DTIs above 45 mm-hmm. or debt to income right. ratios, right. Um, a credit score below 680, typically the FHA pricing will be better, Yep. right? Yeah, but you guys, what's the minimum minimum score on FHA? Five twenty. Five twenty. You can well, go. You can do five twenty manual underwrite. But it's hard to find an underwriter or a lender or an underwriting team that'll actually do. There that. are a ton. There, there a are. Ton. Yes, that's I thought it was five eighty for in my head. Just, no, no. five twenty is the FHA guy. Five twenty is the actual FHA wow. guy. But think about that. Lenders and, and uh, lenders have overlays where they won't take anything under the some twenty. It is. I mean, it's just crazy. The some of the the people out there, right? Like. I get an inquiry and it's like, hey, I I had a BK of in like the end of 2017. You know, I I want to know if you guys do any down payment assistance. Right. You know, and it's like, dude, like, no, we don't. We it, don't. Maybe just, someone does though, right? So it's like, well, hey, call this person. I don't want to not help someone, but at the well, same time, it's like you're not helping uh, yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, you're not helping them at all. You're it's like, it's like you just had a VK. You want a down payment assistance to, to take on some debt and buy Like a in house. the relative scale of that, it's, it's like. Take a step back and look at your life. That's like going into <laughs> oh the deal. Jesus. I mean, seriously, He's dude. That's like going into. You're not prepared to, to take out the debt to buy a house. Well, it's like going like to the car not. dealer, dropping off the car, right? They're like, well, we, we're not going to be able to give you what you need to get out of your loan. I don't care. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Let's do another loan. Right. It's like. Wow. Eh. I mean, as the car salesman. Okay. Yeah. Let me see what I can do. Right? There are shops, like, and there are there might be someone who's like, "I'm willing to do that," but you're going to put X down, and you're going to pay ten percent. There and are that shops person might be like, "Sure, there are whatever." Shops, I want the new car. There are shops that specialize in lower credit score, and they get them done. I know we know one down the street that, that we're friends with, but the, all they do is low credit stuff. Like us, fortunately, we, we made a decision pretty early on that we didn't want to do that mm-hmm. because a it's it's not a great process, it's not a great experience, it's very hard to get done. People end up hating you because it takes much longer and it's not good for relationships. So you know we've kind of stayed away from a lot of this stuff, but there are shops and lenders and people out there that will do the 550 credit and actually learn how to do them well because they could navigate it. And these people are getting mortgages. Yeah, they well, have their own little niche. Yeah, But yeah. at a point, but you have miserable. to look at these portfolio loans, right? And like the portfolio loans being like so just not FHA knows, or conventional, yeah. Yeah. like loans that like private lenders are, are willing to which back. Which are coming back to the market now. They're, they're called non-QM loans. They're not, in the, they're not, they're, they're being, and they allow money. someone who had a, who literally has had their bankruptcy discharge yesterday. Okay, to buy a home, which is pretty cool. You know, it's an option for some people. And some people don't file bankruptcy because they're broke, right? Some people file bankruptcy because their business is going down or whatever, right? But here's the difference, though. It's like, okay, you put this money, you know, they'll require like at least 10, 20% down. 25%. Right? The interest rate is like 7, 8, 9, 10%, just depending. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
how bad do you want this house, man? You should rent or try to negotiate a land contract, right? Like these loans aren't great. Well, you know what happens a lot of times, even us as loan Repayment officers. Repayment penalties, things like that. For sure. That's all real. What happens with us, and, and Ross, you can attest to this, because as, as, a, as a realtor, mm-hmm. you have a lead, right? Yeah. This person says, I want to buy a house, mm-hmm. right? And you don't really necessarily look at the credit or that. Or the, you're like, do you have money for a down payment? Yeah, I got some money. Do you, okay, cool. Let me get in my lender, right? Exactly. Then that lender feels pressure to say, well, you know, man, I mean, it's possible. Let me see if I can figure it out. Right, they go through and they do do the pre approval, and then you know they're they're working through it. The loan officer feels pressure because he wants to please you; they want to please the client. Mm-hmm. But that isn't really always doing the right thing because you, no. even as a real estate agent, if you have that client, it takes you three months to close; it'll suck the life out of you. Exactly. No, and the, you know, I'll be honest, Sal and I. He'll tell me straightforward, hey, yeah. man, you know what? I don't think I can get this done. You know, maybe try someplace else. Or, yeah, hey, someone who it, does Mishta or something yeah, like that. Exactly. It's or like, if we do, this is what it's going to take, and, you know, it's going to be really difficult, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I, I tell this often to agents, you know, there's like three red flags for me, right, like that, that make a loan very difficult, right? And uh, the main one is no money. Right, like <laughs> numero uno, <laughs> money in the bank. Yeah, yeah right. It's, it's like, like those zero you, down leads. Yeah, like you know that you yeah, always get. Like, yeah, no good. No good. It's like, dude, like you can't buy a house without money. Even if like you're doing Mister or whatever, you you can theoretically, but you still have to have X amount in the bank or put in X amount of your own funds. And it's like some of these people, and some of them make a lot of money. You know, it's like how do you have fifteen hundred bucks? That's not even the payment. That's not even one month's payment you want to buy this house. Well, you know, it's better than renting. It is. I guess. <laughs> and, but not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that's what I think the whole subprime portion of the, these FHA loans are, that you can buy a house and literally, I know we've talked about this many times, but like literally drain yourself to zero. Do you or, or desktop underwriter, like there are essential like um, – guidelines right like it tells us on each loan hey this loan needs x uh it needs this in reserves sometimes it's zero zero reserves right and you got someone who's like dude like how much is how much are the closing costs gonna be how much i'm like always give them a conservative number hoping it comes in you know three four five hundred dollars light but literally to the last day it's like uh how much do you have in your account you know we need to show fifty five hundred uh i got like fifty two Mm. Like, bro, you almost want to just get, you know, I mean, we got to, <laughs> we got to get the loan done. Right. And, and they qualify for it. So I'm not going to tell them no, but in my head, I'm like, this is crazy, dude. Like wow. people draining themselves down their last you dollar guys went that well. It's mm. a, it's a nightmare though. And I'll tell you, we had a loan officer. I love him. A uh, great guy. And he always thought this was his mentality. I'm, I'm helping these people get into houses. Mm. Right. And I'm helping them. And these people really didn't really shouldn't really have a house right so in his mentality he thought he was helping people but the reality is these people are strapped now their furnace goes out they need a new roof they're in a house they can't afford you know like if you're just scraping by a house comes with costs Mm -hmm. right you got to cut the grass you got to you got you got you got anything there's a million things windows this that the other thing there's a there's there's a cost to owning a owning a home and you're not really doing anybody any favors if you're squeezing them in by the by the by the but, uh, hair on their chin. I actually read an article, you know, like why people lose their houses in recessions. 
you know, and it's not because they can't afford the mortgage payment. It's because they can't, they can afford the mortgage payment, but then the furnace goes out and then, the, and then the roof Correct. goes bad Correct. and the windows go bad. And, and it's all those extra things that bring people down Correct. and they lose their house. Yeah. And you have to do yeah. some of those things, right? Like, all right, your roof is, you know, not the greatest. You could probably let that ride, put a couple buckets down if it starts leaking. Right. Yeah. Which is tough. But like, <laughs> dude, around here in Royal Oak and whatnot, like you're sewer line gets uh, blown out or collapses. I mean, Sounds that hot. is an absolute, like, <laughs> that is an absolute, like, uh, must do. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, right? And it's like eight, 9,000. Mm-hmm. And you just drained all your money. And now, now another point of things, you know, on, on the rent side, it's typically one and a half months of rent plus a, a security deposit of another month. So, right? It's, yeah. it's like, or that's a security deposit plus one month's rent. And, that's almost as much as it is to get into one of these homes, mm-hmm. but people don't realize the the cost of ownership. Yeah, right. Like Something you said, bad. like man, like even just like simple things, dude. Like cable, this that, cutting the grass that you have to pay. I guess if you're renting a house, but it's like, yeah, dude. but if the furnace breaks, the, and so the DTI ratio so, are crazy. So just to you know, we're talking about all this, but here's here's the other side of it. So this was the other thing I want to talk about: is CoreLogic's uh, foreclosure numbers super super low right now which is really like uh you know on the other side of all this we, we have actually really for the most part the loans that we're, we're doing today comparatively speaking to like to the way yeah. way better i mean we're talking way way better i mean here, here, so the number is basically one out of 400 homes are in foreclosure wow that's very small. That's impressive. Right? Yeah. So if you look at 400 homes, there's only one of them that's in foreclosure. Uh, serious delinquencies, which is 60 days or more, or 90 days or more, excuse me, only at 4%. Right? And these are people that have mortgages. Mind you, 50% of homes in the country, this is a crazy stat, that don't have mortgages. Call us. All right. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Because they paid it off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 50%. 50%. An wow. average LTV in the country is 50%. Meaning loan to value, meaning, meaning people have fifty percent. There's a ton of equity. There's a lot of equity. There's a lot of equity out there right now. Yeah, if I was so a loan combine officer, the two, that's seventy five percent. What of, of so fifty percent of all the homes don't have a mortgage. Yeah, and the other fifty percent have fifty percent equity. No, the the, the equity numbers all together. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. That's really, like a, really, yeah, I mean, smart. that's a hopeful model though for you guys and refinancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a huge opportunity to refinance for a lot of people that are carrying debt. There are, you know, people get so like, let's say what happens is though for refinances is someone has a 3.875% interest rate on $100,000, but their house is worth 300000 let's say mm-hmm. hypothetically. But they have $60,000 worth of debt that's at 12% or 15%, whatever it is. When you do the the combined math on that, the, the blended interest rate for all of that money, it's pretty high. They're paying a lot more money. What people don't realize sometimes is they're so fixated on holding on to that one rate and going up to like four and a quarter or 4.3, even four and a half. They feel like, oh, I don't want to lose this interest rate on my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is you have the same amount of debt and what you're paying on all of it is way more than that. So even yeah. if you put it all on your mortgage and paid four and a half percent, your blended rate might be well, 10%. And above and beyond that, like people don't realize too, because that blended rate is tough to calculate in the reality of things. Because Especially with revolving it depends. Debt, yeah. yeah, it depends on what that person's actually paying on the it's revolving It's not that hard. There's debt. a calculator for it. Yeah, but it's it, it goes deeper than that. <laughs> it goes deeper than that because you have to think of this, right? You're it's not cal- that hard. No, you're calculating <laughs> like, let's say you have 30, 40 grand of credit card debt, right? Mm. Of, with an average interest rate of 20%. Right. Right. 
that mass easy, right? You blend that and get that blended rate. But what you don't realize or might not think about is how much are they actually paying on that revolving debt above and beyond that's attacking that principal. So you have to look at adding up all those minimum payments, right? Plus the minimum payment of the old home. Right. Or old loan. Like taking and the then full what's payment the new one? And put that towards the mortgage. How much and faster then, would you pay off? The and debt? then adding in the extra above and beyond yes. that they're paying towards yes. principal yes. with that same. So let's say they're paying $2,000 a month currently with a $1,000 regular mortgage. Put yep. a G down on everything else, right? Mm-hmm. If you can lower their payment to 1500 all in on everything else, how quickly is that extra 500 aggressively attacking that mortgage? It kills right? it. Because just so everybody knows, the minute- It's pretty complicated, but you can really, really put yourself in a better smash, position doing that. Your, you can smash your debt way faster that way. Because what people don't realize, your minimum payment on your more, on your real, on your credit cards, how long does it take to pay it off? You just make minimum payments. I would say, what, two years? Two years. Forever. Is that two years? No, no. It's not no, even close. It's not like even, 70. You're, you're way wow. the fuck off. Yeah, you're just paying like, your, you're just paying forever, the interest. Forever. It's 30, yeah, it's, it's like, like should should say something though? It's like 34 years. Like, I think I, yeah. I watched the podcast with you guys. They're like, we're creatures of habit. This is what people do. They, you know, rack up their credit cards, mm-hmm. throw it into their house, do it all over again. Right. Yeah, you know? that's and the hard just, part. And so I'm going to help you, but at least like, they pay it debt. off. Yeah. Do not use your credit cards thought, anymore. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, at least they pay it off. Yeah. Like, I don't there's have any so debt many on people. These credit cards. I'm going to go buy a new. And me, zero in particular, for like boat. two or three years, I remember I had this credit card with a five grand limit, and it'd be like. At the end of the month, I'm like, shit. And I pay down like two fifty. It's at forty seven fifty. I get it up to like forty nine hundred, forty nine fifty, pay two hundred bucks. And it's like constantly the the interest is just being paid. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a student loan. I get it. It's pretty bad, but here's to your point, mm-hmm. uh, when you pay these things off, it is the right thing to do. Yes. A thousand percent. The, the human nature and human what happens after that. It just it's just unfortunate that that's that is what happens. I'm oh I'm comfortable now. Let me go buy a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how difficult is it, it going to be? You have forty grand of credit card debt. That's probably like more than the average net income after taxes of what people have, and then they yeah. still have their bills. They got this. It it would be almost impossible. Sometimes you got to do those debt consolidation loans. Yeah. No, I think it's a great tool to have for sure. You should utilize your home as a tool to to uh, to basically optimize your debt. That's what you're doing is you're optimizing your debt. Unfortunately, there's a bad connotation to it because there's a lot of loan officers that maybe did take advantage of people in the past. They charge them extra. They, there's a lot of bad things that happened back in the day when people were pulling equity of their house to pay off debt. Mm-hmm. But the reality is for anybody listening out there, if you do have debt and you do have equity, you absolutely need to talk to a good loan officer and do the math and see what it looks like. Yeah. Because chances are- They're really easy to find. You just Google good loan officer and you just- the, They'll be right there. Well, know. yeah, no, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's see who comes up. Yeah. Oh, Sal is Googling <laughs> oh my good gosh, loan officer. I want to see what awesome. comes up. This is the first time meeting you, by the way, so it's been fun. Well, yeah, it's been you haven't met Brad? I, I have not. No, maybe I was on the show last time with you. I think it was just a brief one. No, I don't know. I, I don't think so. He's very forgettable. Maybe. He's very forgettable. I don't know. Brad, by the way, pulled into the uh, the parking lot today. There's a lady <laughs> crossing the street. Brad drives <laughs> yeah. a Denali uh, truck. This thing's massive. It's diesel. It's like bah. he looks like like I don't know what he looks like. So he <laughs> hey. he pertur- goes around the corner. He almost murders his lady because he's speeding into the parking. I'm like, dude, what's up? What came up? It's Paul. Well, I, I had to put near me because it was like a whole bunch of like articles. Good loan like, officer near me. Genesis Credit Union came up first, and then Omega Lending Group. There you <laughs> go. Neither of which are loan officers. <laughs> Just for people, all right? right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, it's probably because we like follow, like. Yeah. Well, we're also in Royal Oak. Right. Yeah, near you're me, right down the street. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's interesting that that came well, up. Well, if you're near Royal Oak, you could apply it. Hey, so. kudos to Joe Marcello, our uh, our marketing guy. I mean, he must be doing something right. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, better than coming. Look up bad loan officer. <laughs> no, don't do that. Let's yeah. see what comes up with bad loan officer. <laughs> Probably nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think people are paying for that SEO. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the, and so <laughs> surprisingly, the, the market's doing well. Interest rates are, are still really low. Um, people are still calling for the recession coming. I, again, even though the recession is probably coming, the housing market is going to fare much, much better this time around. Yeah. Much, much better. Mm-hmm. So be, be cognizant of that. Don't think that because the recession is coming, it's going to be 2008 and I'm going to buy houses for pennies on the dollar again. That isn't happening. We're probably going to stall a little bit, but a recession, everyone, all it is is the economy taking a breath. That's a real recession. Right. Can, can I can I ask you something too? In your opinion on this, yeah. So I, I get this a lot. Well, Ross, I want to wait. You know, to you know, just say that. buy a house. This is and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I always tell people that's like interest rates are still so low. Mm. So you know, they're obviously when we're in that recession period, they're going to double, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, well, it, well not maybe not double. Go, they might go down. Typically, they do go down. Okay, so during they a do. recession. Okay. So you know the the question that you get asked all the time, mm-hmm. which is one that we get asked all the time too. Especially by friends. Okay. I don't know, man. The market. I'm like, listen, what are you trying to do? Right. Yeah. How are you why are you buying this house? Yeah. Right? It's are you need. buying this as a primary home? Mm-hmm. A vacation home, right? Or an investment? Yeah. You know, they're like, Well, I wanna I wanna make money on it. Well, that might not happen. Mm-hmm. But where are you gonna live? Right. You well, know? well my thing is too is the amount of money you that you in your think apartment you're save over that that time, your lifestyle is, you know, I mean, like you said, if it's a need and you need the house. Here's the deal, dude. If someone's trying to time the market, I'm sorry, but you don't you don't know more than anybody else. Yeah. Right? Well, don't have a you're not smart well. enough to do that. Yeah. Right? I'm not smart enough to do that. Right? right. You buy a house because you need a house. You're not an investor for the most part. And you're not looking to make six you know, months ago we were like, dude, rates will be easily five and a five half. Five and a half. Yeah. The, yeah. At this time this year, right? And I don't and think I, a lot of us were anticipating it being this good of a market this year. Yeah. You know, no, 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 were. no. Yeah. So, so nothing like Barry Habib was on our show and said five and a half. Now he's yeah. calling for, you know, lower rates because things yeah. change, right? So, my uh, motto the only time waiting ever makes sense in life, in my opinion, it might be a little extreme, but red lights and railroad crossings. Any other time, waiting doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is why he drives a truck. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, dude. <laughs> have if you have an inkling of what you want to do, yeah. too, what do you like, want to do? It's a buy versus lease mentality, mentality right? It. Yeah. Do you just want it to be easy and just hand the keys in and be done with it? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Listen, you should buy a house. Maybe you should if rent. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you want to customize it, you want to do all this stuff, you want it to be your own, you want to have something that maybe when you pay off is worth something. Mm-hmm. Buy a house. Here's here's what happened. I mean, it might be a while. A lot of people made a lot of money on the market in 2008. People think they can do that again. Yeah. It's not. It's never going to be like that. Now, people will make money on their houses. There will be appreciation. So buy a house. Buy a house now. <clears throat> if rates go down, refinance. Yeah. yeah. All you got to do is refinance. Right. Yeah. Right? Refinance. All that's going to happen is two years from now, homes will be worth more. Right? Because look what happened. Recession came. Houses came down. We're above where we were before. You will always, you know, historically speaking, you will make money on your house over mm-hmm. time. Even through the most catastrophic collapse of our of our of our real estate market, it bounced back fucking fast. Yeah, oh, right. What's that? It's a great asset. Were you singing? <laughs> my my, my mind is wrong. Literally, I have yeah. thoughts in song lyrics. Like it's no, crazy. I can tell. Brad always sing like he'll come into work it's and be singing horse. the stupidest. Song. He's always singing I'm not, I'm not like uh, today. I'm sorry. he's a Brad's a big like little John era guy. Little John. Okay, what? What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah. just always uh, singing like <laughs> stupid shit. Early two thousands rap. Dude, that's that's 
what's up. Hey, man, I get it. I mean, you're, no, I, I mean, I get it too. But yeah, it's so better it's, than the mumble shit that happens. Oh, I get it. What is that shit? That was a hit. Dude, that's stupid. I can't handle it, man. All right, we're signing him right now. P. Diddy's gone. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Next topic. Uh, last one is builders. Um, people are actually commuting, going out farther away from, from the, even like the suburbs to buy houses because here's what's happening. Unfortunately, the housing process prices have gone up in areas like, uh, you know, where people, what happened was a lot of people came back in. They wanted the downtown, the walkability. So these areas kind of blew up like a Royal Oak where we're at in Michigan, uh, Birmingham's in Michigan, like a lot of these downtown areas blow up. But now the cost of living there has gotten so high that people are now, and, want, and you get way more house, right? I mean, Brad, you're a testament to this. You yeah. live in Burton, yep. Michigan. Yep. Google it, people. It's like, no, no, I mean, it's up there. So like you, but you got way more house. You got, you're very happy with it and you're good commuting an hour every day. Uh, I was I was good commuting an hour before the construction of Michigan happened. Um, now it's like two hours. Well, but, you, 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 yeah, I mean. yeah. No, it's it's it made sense for me, right? So I got family up that way. Yeah. Um, I I don't like the hustle and bustle of living in a city. I lived in Troy for a while. Hated it. Took me twenty minutes to go ten blocks to to go to the store because yeah. traffic is horrible. Right. Still um, takes twenty minutes out in the country. I mean, yeah. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. But you're not sitting in traffic. Yeah, yeah that's different, right? You're, you're like, always moving. Right? I can go like seventy down down the county road. It'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but the house I have, like, is I didn't sweet. pay that much. It's, sweet. it's yeah. bad ass. And put that house down here, and it's it's five six hundred thousand right, dollars. Like it's, right. it makes sense. And what's happening is there. builders are taking note, and they're starting to build more out in these areas. Like you, like I see it in Grand Blank, and there's a lot of builders moving and building in these outlying areas because people are buying them, and they can build them for cheaper. Yeah. And they can you can buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, and get a lot of house. Oh, yeah. Where in, let's just say in Royal Oak for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, it's you're getting a little getting eight, a shack, bro. square foot bungalow. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the deal we just did with Tyler and Sarah. That house was massive. It was in Dryden. I mean, yeah. it was like it was an hour. And Where's some Dryden? Change. It was it's, a hammer. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was a hammer house, but it was like an hour, hour and some change. Yeah, not too bad. But man, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at the house. I'm like, you get, you're gonna get this for this much. So you're seeing it too. Yeah, I mean, I think oh, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of us you are know, seeing. It. Well, and, I've sold um, four, three or four new builds. You know, farther out to people who well, work listen, in Troy in twenty years. That area could be way more developed, and they're in for three hundred extra equity. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it is good, and it's always the the people on the frontier that usually uh, get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Right? I just don't know if I could. But you got to. There's a price to pay for it. You, yeah. you get much, but you have to be okay commuting to where. I mean, most people don't work yeah. in those areas, right? Yeah, most, most you drive people, a lot. Yeah, you may, like you said, like to go to the grocery store, but that grocery store may. Uh, it be, be may, the only one. Might and it be may in not town. be great. It might be right? literally like, in town. As yeah, opposed right. to here, like there's everything you could ever want within, yes, maybe a terrible drive with traffic and all that. But it it's all here, right? And yeah. it's it's really nice. And I don't know if necessarily I'd pay an extra hundred grand to be so close to Whole Foods and all that crap. But nope. I did. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> but I mean, but, but, it, I think, but it has its advantages. I think the story really is there's a population of people right now that are totally okay doing it. Yeah. And, yeah. They're, and they're doing it. So, you know, for a lot of people out there that are, you know, looking for more value and be, because a lot of people are saying, I can't find a house, I can't find this, go out, look out, look a little farther out. You're going to get a lot more for your money, no matter what, what, uh, state or where you're at, you're going to get more for your money. 
And why not? If you're comfortable doing it, like you're okay doing it, I would not do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I have to be like within five to ten minutes. I have a a 40 minute drive and I want to blow my Granted, I have a lot more flexibility. Nova. I have a lot more flexibility than most people. Like, I would hate it if I had to be at the office at 8 a.m. every day and I'm stuck in traffic from 5.30 until I got to the office right at 8 o'clock and I didn't get out until 5 and I'm stuck in rush hour both ways. Like, Mm. yeah, you don't show up. I I have more flexibility, so I'm blessed. Yeah. Um, I can also work at home if I want to once in a while, but like you have, if, the, if I had a, a nine to five or an eight to four job and I was sick, stuck in rush hour both ways every day, I would not be okay. Well, with that. this is going to go back to all. Some just, people are mad too. I mean, yeah, I people would not be okay from Lansing that. to mm-hmm. Quicken. Yeah. That, oh right. Gosh, right. Like, well, man, crazy. Yeah. You're nuts. That's, Their car has yeah. got to be just blown out. Right. Well, here's what I'll tell you too. <laughs> Drive a diesel. In our world Big today. In our world today, more and more people can work from home. More people, more and more people are in the cloud. More and more people yep. don't have, like the going to the office. Eventually, will just like for our even our business cell, like people aren't required to come to our office. They come there to hang out and maybe we get some stuff done. They come two or three days a week, just like you. You don't have to go to the office. More and more businesses are becoming home based businesses. Because there's no and, and as a company, it doesn't make sense to have this huge office with all these people kind of yeah. in this rat race anymore. Yeah, and that is. It's good, or it makes you know things logistically easier. But there is a something to be said about the environment of being yeah, in your yeah, office yeah. that is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can't. Take a lot of people aren't self motivated. It I depends know. on the industry. Like sales, yeah, having that sales culture and having <clears> a group of people all working and like you know, like I've been, at, I was at Quicken. I don't think it would work at Quicken at UWM. Like there's, there's, you got to keep it high and tight. There's a lot of things that happen. But if you're like an answer, like let's say a processor or an underwriter, you can do that from home. It's probably easier when people aren't coming up to your desk. Right. Like, yeah. There's a reason that the underwriters are separated from the loan officers at most topic? places. I, I, I'm not sure. What did you say? I said, how did we get on this topic? I completely forgot where we started. Because people moving out. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so yeah. To the fringe. Where, where, have you, where the fuck I tried the whole work from home thing. And like it was a joke, man. In terms of like the dog was like bullying me around the house. <laughs> like not, Bullying you? Just like, like, like barking like I need to go out. And, oh. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to work. I'm like yeah. shutting the door. I'm like, I yeah, can't do this. I can't work from home. You got to lock yourself in like a safe zone. Two months in that into doing it i'm like i gotta find i can do work i can do work at home but i can't very well prospect you know i just i'm like uh, i can't stay on the task of pushing things forward as where i'm at the office i'm like we gotta go we gotta go yeah Yeah. we gotta you know or you look over like i go to the office every day we all all three all all four owners are always in there every day because i have to start my day there i have to i feel very because it's just where how i'm conditioned i have to be in the office first thing in the morning whatever happens from there i mean you know, i might go home early whatever but i have to start my day there but like some people i don't think it's necessary as much as long as you're self-motivated i have two kids there's no way i'm staying at home and working from home Not I, get, I get way more work done when i'm at home because i can just lock myself really? and just no distractions like i'm by myself i'm just cranking out um I got a ton. I'm a lot of like sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sale. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, yeah. We've gone off the rails. Yeah. We're done, guys. So, right. Ross, thanks uh, for having me. Tell man. the audience how they can get a hold of you, man. Yeah. Um, you can either follow me on social. It's just at Ross Rossin or, uh, yeah, give me a call. So, 248 259 6441. Say that again. 248-259-6441. Ross is a great agent, so everybody knows. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. Everyone, Thanks, man. thank you for uh, listening to us. Uh, next week, uh, I think we're going to have some, we had some uh, questions from some listeners, so I want to bring that up. They're, they're, one was personal for you. For me? Yeah. Someone thinks you're cute. Wow. Nobody thinks I'm cute, bro. Right. I'm totally <laughs> like. All right, everybody, all see right, you next man, week. Tough. <laughs> <All right. laughs> You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available.